welcome back to the Paranormal Rabbit Hole, boys and girls. We are here this week. It's spooky season, so to kind of make a little change up of, of how the show's going to go this week, just wanted to talk about my favorite Halloween slash horror movies. You know, just kind of get into the, the movies that made me, you know, afraid as a kid or, you know, at least, you know, just scared me with a good result. You know, like a good laugh. <laughs> um, or just a really enjoyed movie, you know. Uh, but just to get something out of the way, got to knock this out straight off the bat. Boys and girls, go to Instagram, type in the Paranormal Rabbit Hole podcast, all one word. Type that in your search bar, follow, like, interact. We just basically post our, our shows, you know, on there. So uh, but the, the more interaction we get, the more interactions we'll do, the better stuff we'll do. We'll start, you know, showing off more stuff. But... Also, rate and review the podcast. Give us your opinion. And also, five stars, because that helps bump us up that board and get us out there to those listeners. Also, word of mouth. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and dive right in. Just knock it out. Um, Of course, one of my top ten has always been Poltergeist from from the 1982 movie. Not the the new one with uh, Sam Rockwell. Uh, which was equally good, I hear. I own it. So, um, you know, sorry, excuse me. I, I own both. But the first one, the 1982, uh, really fantastic film. Steven Spielberg uh, wrote it. Some say he directed it, but uh, wrote it. Uh, Craig T. Nelson's in it. Uh, little Joe Beth Williams. Uh, Heather O'Rourke. Beatrice Strait. Um, great movie. It's the one where the little girl's sitting there and she's like, you know, they're here. That That classic, classic line for... Any horror movie, but again, great movie. The, you know the the house is built on a barrier ground, and the, and the first thing that happens that's really unsettling, and you don't think about it, you really don't until afterwards. But it's the for me one of the you know one of the more unsettling parts is when the the chairs, but also because the chairs are pretty unsettling, but the staircase one where the camera just automatically starts panning to it and it's looking there because it senses that the uh, the ghosts are going to come down. Like It's like, oh, we have movement here at the top of the, the stairwell. We're seeing something. And it's when that camera pans in that it just makes my stomach drop each time because I'm like, that camera sees something that our eyes don't see yet. And then the ghost march comes down the stairs and it's like this you know, beautiful slash horrific thing. It, 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 it just gets to me. Um, uh, some would say it's the claw, the scene where he's washing his face, but no, that's not it for me. Um, it's that staircase scene, man. It just gets to me at the very beginning of it. It just gets to me. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> realistically, the more unsettling is the pool. 
I mean, when you get into the details of it, the pool is very unsettling. So that, but that didn't get me as a kid. It was always, and of course the clown, the clown got to me too. Hate the clown. So, you know, (laughs) when I said the clown, I was automatically, my head goes back to him being under the bed, popping out, scaring the kid. Uh, I mean, there are several, honestly, there are several scenes in that movie that are horrific for children to watch, Uh, especially since I was a little kid when I saw it the first time, you know, oh man, nightmare sauce right there, just bottled up and pure. Um, <laughs> it it also makes me think of of uh, the second movie with the the preacher character, because the second movie I think there are three of them. The first one and the second one are Craig T. Nelson, um, Joe Beth, Heather, and Heather O'Rourke, uh, and I think even Beatrice Strait. Uh, it's all of them, but the older sister. Because the older sister had been killed by her boyfriend. Um, and a lot of people think this movie is a cursed movie. It's not really. Uh, like Jo Beth Williams had a, a rare disease that ended up killing her. And uh, the older sister ended up being killed by her boyfriend. Uh, I think it's actually Jo Beth Williams is the mom. And I think Heather O'Rourke is the daughter. I think, I don't know. Somebody's going to have to remind me because I, I remember the, the people's names and I remember Craig T. Nelson because of coach, but I don't remember the other actors that well, actually. Um, so I may have, I may have switched that. Um, I could always Google it. Um, but I don't want to go too in depth into that, you know, <laughs> but I mean, it has the classic, the best classic lines too, you know, uh, I think they're the top the top three quotes that are quoted from that movie are they're he they're here, uh, this house is clean and uh, you moved the headstones but you didn't move the bodies and and that so those are the, like the top three quotes from that movie that are quoted most often when you're referencing that movie, um, but they're all hundreds of memorable moments. Um, and even little nuanced moments at the beginning that that you know show you the the prog- the progression of the haunting. Uh, but the second one has more to do with a, a preacher who led those people that were buried there, uh, and he was holding their spirits there, and that's why the house was was you know poltergeist. Although the ending of that movie was fucking weird too, though it's like Jesus. You know, like it's everything just gets sucked up. I mean, I don't know. I just thought about that, you know, the weird ending to that movie. But um, moving on, moving right along and just keeping on trucking, changing it up a little bit, though. Um, again, in my top 10 as well. I guess we're going to kind of go through my top. Well, no, we're not going to go through. But it's in there, the thing. Kurt Russell, Wolf Brimley. I mean, for one, the the practical effects that they used were amazing. The story is awesome. 
And it's actually, ba- I saw the original, the thing from outer space, the original movie it was based off of, or that they, that, I mean, I think it was actually a, sh- a story and then a movie in the 19, fi- 1952 era. Um, I'll have to look that up, but uh, that was just a guy in a suit that was like a plant-based light form, life form, light form. Uh, but it was, he was a plant-based life form in that. And in this one, it's more of a shape-shifting virus type. Well, not a virus because it's not a virus. It's just a creature that shape-shifts and like consumes and consumes and assumes the identity of whatever it consumes. Um, you know, and so it, it's just the the and and you know you're trapped. You know you're trapped. 1951 is when the thing from another world came out. Um, It's when you watch that, you watch the practical effects, you know, all the, all of the, the monster effects. It's so fucking gross and cool at the same time. You're like, Oh my God, but this is so good. How the fuck did they do that? I need to see how they built all of that shit because that looks amazing. And it did. It looked amazing. It looks fucking cool. Um, and it's, it's the, you know, about this research team that's up in the Arctic and they're, uh, uh, they get a, a, they find a ship in an abandoned outpost and, uh, it contains, you know, a, a life form, but this life form, uh, quickly takes over and, you know, kills everybody. And so then Kurt Russell's team shows up and I, I don't like, like I, I haven't seen it in so long, but it's, it's been a long while, but they, you know, they end up bringing the life form back and, uh, it, it chaos ensues and they're stuck outside. I mean, you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. No help is coming. And if they do come, they have to kill this thing cause they don't know about it. So, um, and so it just realistically has a terrifying ambiance of it, of being in the secluded northern wilderness, like of, of I think it was, you know, the northern, I think it was North Pole or Antarctica, either way, uh, being stuck out there in the middle of nowhere with no help coming and this thing systematically destroying everyone in your team. It, it's such a dark premise and a good movie. And, and it's just that, that scene with Kurt Russell at the end, it, it makes you go, Oh, well, fuck. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> but again, a great movie. Um, and another Halloween movie, I don't really consider this a horror movie. I consider it an eighties. Well, I mean, it could be an eighties teen horror, but, uh, a classic nonetheless, great movie with a banging fucking soundtrack guys. You know what I'm talking about? The classic vampire flick, the lost boys, Nothing else like it. Nothing else out there can beat it. Kiefer Sutherland, Alex Winter. Then you got Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, um, 
Jamie Jamie Gertz Gertz Gersh or Gertz I can't remember if but she, she was in a great TV show uh, but yeah it's got her um, I'm trying to think of who else it has uh, but Alex Winter from Bill and Ted fame Kiefer Sutherland of course from everything that he's ever been in this Young Guns 24 I mean 24 alone 24 alone hands down great TV show um, and he was amazing he was fantastic loves to drink really loves to drink but that's okay nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that uh, so it, it's just a classic vampire movie uh, you know this family moves to this California town and move in this divorced mom moves in with her father who's like this old hermit who does taxidermy and just has this old house up in the hills beautiful beautiful place to live though like where he he's living is fantastic because you can get to the town and get to the ocean but you're up away from everybody lovely place awesome place uh mom gets a job at a video store uh i guess she's really relying on grandpa for that because she's just it's just like a I mean, a video store at that time is probably not going to be too much, too much, uh, too much money in your pocket. You never know, though. Never know. I don't know. I never, I never worked at a video store. I never thought of wanting to work at a video store. You know, honestly. But uh, yeah, mom works at a video store. Meets meet her bosses, like this tall, handsome guy. Uh, ended up in the 90s doing a lot of Chevy or a lot of truck commercials. He was the voiceover for the truck commercials in the 90s. So, uh, but uh, then her sons go out and, and her oldest son, Michael, meets uh, a girl, Jamie. And he falls in love instantly as most characters in movies do. And finds out that she runs with a group of bad boys. Those bad boys are actually vampires. And Michael becomes one by drinking some wine. And he doesn't figure it out until the next day that it wasn't wine. And he's a vampire now. And he's got to rely on his brother and his brother's idiot comic book friends to save the town from the vampires. Great movie. Great story. Fun. Excellent 80s movie. I don't really, like I said, I don't really consider it a horror movie. It's more like a teen action comedy. Or a maybe a teen horror comedy, but barely horror. A teen horror romp, maybe. Uh, but I don't. I don't know about like a horror movie. Really, I really don't. Um, it's kind of like Goonies meets Stranger Things, or it's yeah, Goonies meets Stranger Things. You know, it's like a comedy meets a. I don't know. Anyways, but it's a great movie. Great movie. Check it out. Um, and it's a Halloween movie. I mean, of course, there are other Halloween movies out there that are perfect for Halloween. You got Hocus Pocus. You got the new one that's out. I watched that with my family. My kids loved it. Uh, I thought it was clever. Very well done for a, for a second movie. Didn't like the ending. Didn't like the ending. That's the only thing I didn't care for. Uh, the, the young lady at the beginning who played Winifred did her perfectly. Played her characteristics to the, you know, to straight just perfection had all of her mannerisms and everything down pat her parents must have made her watch that movie over and over 
uh, to get Bette Midler's character movements down because she had them on lock, man. It was awesome. It was amazing. She did a great job. Um, Another great movie, though. Um, The Exorcist. Just a straight-up classic, good, fucked-up horror movie. A lot of messed-up stuff happened with that movie as well, but, uh, of course... I'm going to say my favorites of the olden olden days, uh, Rosemary's Baby. I love Rosemary's Baby. Uh, I do love some of those classic horror movies. Uh, but, like, of course, Dracula. Werewolf. Oh, of course, dude, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Another great movie. Uh, but... Again, just, you know, there are some out there that we love, but God, man, I mean, it's hard to beat. And again, another one that's hard to beat is Alien. Um, now, Alien, classic franchise, you know, it's got the first one where, uh, you know, uh, a warrant officer and her crew get uh, a distress call from a planet. They land on the planet, find a ship. The ship has eggs and something attaches itself hatches from the egg and attaches itself to uh, one of their crewmen, crewman Kane, his face. Um, and then after that, an unknown organism bursts from his chest and wreaks havoc on the remaining crew. Uh, so that's the first one. The second one, of course, about Ripley again. And this time she's been in... Uh, floating in space and suspended animation, cryogenic freezing, uh, mixed with a kind of a, you know, a sleep, like a coma. But Space Marines, Aliens, kind of more of an action movie. Third one, she's on a prison planet, and one surviving alien yet again screws over her entire plans of survival. Uh, She crashes on a prison planet, and that alien starts killing the prisoners, uh, but not Ripley. There's a reason why. But th- again, then you have Resurrection where the military brings back the aliens and using Ripley's DNA by cloning her. Uh, again, then you have the new ones. You have Prometheus. You have Aliens Requiem where, you know, after the events of Prometheus where Prometheus is just, just us in the not-too-distant future searching for our creators, finding out that they were giant douchebags, literally giant, um, and literally douchebags cause not literally douchebags, but they were jerks. Um, you know, but uh, again, this is a great series, a great franchise. It connects to another great franchise that we'll talk about here in a second, but aliens is that quintessential fear where you have nowhere to run, nowhere to hide because you're stuck on something in space and this thing can get to you and it's hard to kill. Exceedingly hard to kill. And there are more of them and there are thousands of them and there's a one that lays eggs that creates all of them. You know, there's a queen. Like a and like an ant hive. Like I mean, it's literally like an ant hive. You know, uh so again, the Alien series, if you haven't watched it. 
Another good horror series. It's more of an action series, though. Predator. Predator's awesome. The first one's more of an action movie. The second one's kind of more of an action horror movie. And then from there on, they progress into a kind of a horror slasher film genre, uh, an alien slasher film. So all of those movies, amazing. Of course, Predator is about an alien that hunts people. It hunts you know the most advanced species and advanced killers. It hunts things that hunt. So it's the hunter of hunters. It's the me of me's. Um, so again, great series, awesome series. Really excited, really excited. But uh, one movie that is a cut above the rest realistically is Nosferatu. Uh, I kid you not, my wife and I actually watched this. This is the original vampire movie. It's a silent film where you know you see the actors do something and then a card pops up of the description of what they're talking about or the line that they say that that character is supposed to say at that time. Um, it really cre- In reality, this movie is creepy. It is creepy. Like it's just, it's black and white and it's all just, dun, 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 dun. it's all based on, you know, the emotion is based on the sound of the piano, you know? So it, that's, that's one thing you have is that it's all, there's no spoken lines. It's all cue cards that pop up after the scene or before the scene. Uh, the, the, one of the best ones was there's a cue card that read, beware this country has werewolves. And when it says that it shows a picture of a wolf. And that's it. I was like, oh, that's not as intimidating as you make it seem. Uh, I am not scared of that. Thank you. So <laughs> it, it it's a good black and white movie. Great classic film. Uh, I think the movie Shadow of the Vampire is kind of based off of that. And... I think that was Willem Dafoe. Another good movie, though. Great movie. But, um, and this this movie is one of my favorites because it's just, it's out there. It's not really well known by a lot of people. And I think it had one name and then it went by another name. But it's a, a classic movie. And I loved it because it was gritty. It was like a dark, futuristic, uh, dystopian future. Uh, it's like, I think it's, hang on a second. Here we go. Uh, it's a 2008 global warming and heavy rain. Fall has left a large area of London flooded, or large areas of London flooded. And rookie police officer Dick Durkin. Man, they really, really tried hard for that name, didn't they? Is assigned to the part to partner with Harley Stone, a burnt-out, highly cynical veteran homicide detective who, according to a commanding officer, survives on anxiety, coffee, and chocolate uh, after not being able to prevent after being unable to prevent the death of his partner, Foster, by a serial killer three years previous. Uh, now the murders have begun again, and Stone is obsessed with the case. Uh, Durkin is ordered to stick with Stone at all times and report any unstable behavior uh, because he's actually a psychologist. 
Um, so basically they go to several scenes of the killing and he starts sharing like a lot of connections with the killer. Like he's like, you know, being able to see clues and know where they are. Uh, and he notices that the, the killer takes an organ from each victim. So he, what it turns out is that, you know, it's this huge creature and it's so freaking wicked. It's like RoboCop meets Venom. It's like this huge hulking, like tall black creature with claws and a big mouth. And it looks like, it literally looks like venom. And it's really creepy. Uh, But what's, what's really neat is that at the end of the movie, like the, the best part, like there, it it, it comes after him at all sorts of times. Like this thing is hunting near him while it, it means to hunt near him. Uh, it, it wants, so the monster wants to kill stone. It lures him in with a trap. Basically Rutger Hauer's character comes in, saves the day and then pulls the reaches into the chest and pulls the creature's heart out and shoots it with a shotgun. And, uh, it's it's a crazy, crazy movie. Great movie, though. So Split Second is the name of the movie. Uh, it, it's really weird. It's a really weird film, though. Really weird. Like the, the It's like the villain looks straight up like Venom, and there's no getting around it. So, um, but the boys and girls, that's it tonight. I just wanted to kind of share some of my favorite paranormal weird strange horror film obsessions with you uh check out those movies please they're great selections uh you might have checked them out already that's good for you you're already on the path the right path but thank you for going down this paranormal movie rabbit hole with me and uh we'll catch you next week where we'll do something even creepier all right good night (laughs) 